In the year 2003, there is an animated television micro-series set in the Star Wars universe, taking place between episodes 2 and 3, called Star Wars Clone Wars. But that's not what we're talking about today. There was also a movie called Star Wars The Clone Wars in 2008, which was a pilot for the TV series called The Clone Wars that followed shortly after. But we're not talking about that movie. Yeah, no, it's the show, the one that show you just said, Star Wars The Clone Wars, the 2008 TV series that ran on Cartoon Network for five seasons, and then it was canceled, except they had already done some more work, and then Netflix picked up a sixth season of those episodes, and then it was done, and, and they had unfinished stories they wanted to tell that they turned into story reels because they were never going to get a new season, and then Disney Plus came into be, and then they did a new season, and it just ended, and that's what this, that's why we're doing this episode. The Clone Wars. <laughs> Hello there, Mike. Hi, Josiah. How are you? I have been better. <laughs> oh. But hey, I'm glad to be recording this show because it's yeah. a joy. It actually feels like it's been a, a minute, even though obviously we never really miss an episode release. But um, never. How, how, was, how were your holidays? How was May the 4th? <laughs> <laughs> For a second, I had like a very real visceral reaction of like, what holiday did I miss? <laughs> like in my mind, I was like, has it been that long? Like. <laughs> has has quarantine gone on so much that I like went through a holiday and just didn't know it happened? Um, but May the Fourth was great. I didn't do anything, uh, particularly Star Wars. Hmm. Uh, I didn't watch any of the movies. I thought about it and then I didn't because mostly I spent most of the day cr creating a strange cardboard <laughs> and foam recording booth for a uh, sound dampening, and I just that kind of took up most of the day. But uh, it was fun. Well, what did you get up to? Anything fun? Um, I, di I didn't necessarily do anything fun, per se. Not that there is the capability of doing anything fun right now. <laughs> but um, I wore my May the 4th pin. And in yeah. all my video calls for work, I was showing it off. Um, I also watched <laughs> the series finale. I mean, for now, until they decide they want to make more of the show we're talking about today. Yeah, I suppose I, I did watch some of the show we're talking about today just a day late after uh, uh, Star Wars Day. So I guess I'll count that for my Star Wars activities. You know what I also did uh, yesterday, or, you know, on May the 4th, which as of this recording was, in fact, yesterday. Um, I watched the Cinema Wins guy, the guy who does those videos of yeah. everything great about. He released yesterday uh, everything great about The Rise of Skywalker. And oh, I was no. like, well, this is the only way I will be rewatching this movie because he puts a positive lens on it. And instead of it being two and a half hours, it's, you know, 20 something minutes. Sure. And so I, I watched that and there were some moments that I was like, yeah, that, that was kind of cool. And then other things that he said that I was just like, man, you are just really, really nice and optimistic. Yeah. <laughs> and then other things still that I was like, nope, nope. I got nope. that movie. But it did make me really happy seeing Babu Frick a couple of times. Yeah, I did. 
I saw that, so my uh, I have a Google phone an Android phone and I have the little thing where like it gives me just recommendations of like stories to read I'll just scroll through my little things and be like oh what's on the internet today and it's like this guy loves Star Wars uh, he loves just sometimes it gets it wrong it's like uh, well he did Google the Bachelor for like a week so maybe let's keep giving him Bachelor <laughs> stuff and I'm like no Google. <laughs> No, but um, it gives me Star Wars stuff, specifically Rise of Skywalker stuff, pretty much constantly, uh, mostly because I've, you know, talked about it nonstop for the last, it feels like most of my life. Um, and there was one of the, I didn't even read it, but one of the articles was like, Babu Frick voice actress says that character had a whole backstory and tragic love life and something. <laughs> and I was like, What? And I didn't click on it because I, I was like, that's kind of cute. I'm sure the actor had a fun time thinking about that with, like, the writers and everything. But then I was also thinking, no, he didn't because it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> it wasn't in the movie. <laughs> so he, he didn't. That no, actually right. didn't happen. It's it's kind of annoying. Yeah. I, I mean, and I've, I, I've made, you know, I've made my uh, opinions about that kind of stuff very clear on this show. Mm -hmm. Like, if it didn't happen in the movie... It didn't happen, is the thing. Right. Uh, but whatever. <laughs> um, no, so, okay. We did a whole cold open about this series oh, we're talking about. By the way, you mentioned the Babu Frick voice actor. Do you know who? what, what else she is famous for? No, no, what? She was Moaning Myrtle. Oh, that's who did it? Yeah. Oh, my God. She is like a... Gosh, I should remember her name right now. But she Shirley is like a Henderson. Yeah, she's I'm like looking a prolific... Right now. That's why I knew. <laughs> a prolific, uh, uh, prolific, what? Prolific? Is that like a dinosaur thing that I <laughs> like just said? Like Neolithic, yeah. <laughs> yeah, what am I talking about? That's a, that's a dinosaur that like, that wrote so many books. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. But no, she's a prolific, I can't say it now. I'm fucking this up. <laughs> prolific, uh, English like character actress. Yeah, like, right. She's very good. Uh, um, but anyway, so we're doing kind of this is sort of a bit that we're doing this epi this episode because uh, Josiah is a bad Star Wars fan who oh, yes. never finished the Clone Wars animated series. Honestly, didn't watch much of it even like didn't watch enough of it to confidently, you know, honestly Assess. give many <laughs> opinions about it. Yeah, yeah, but it's not quite the level of uh, Game of Thrones where all no. you watched was the very last episode like it's the day not, before we recorded. Yeah, it's not like that mostly because I do have a familiar familiarity with the source material sure. in this case. And also enough of like I've watched some episodes and I have like a general knowledge about like the core clone troopers like, mm -hmm. you know, Rex and Fives and all those guys. Uh, and Ahsoka Tano and you know I, I sort of have an idea of what the storyline is um, right. but so for this episode I did watch uh, I was just gonna watch the last episode again <laughs> but Mike had a good idea and uh, was like no you should watch the last four episodes because kind of like the last arc right and so I literally just finished them and uh, they're pretty good yeah it it was awesome I, I like the show a lot um, and I um, there's some clunkers to be sure there's an entire episode that the main characters are Padme C-3PO and Jar Jar <laughs> but Ooh, uh, yummy. The, the episodes that are clone centric I always really liked um you know the the uh, the cadets, um, yeah. The the ones you mentioned, like Fives and Heavy mm -hmm. and Echo and and those guys. Um, there's a couple of different episodes that follow their life from 
essentially from training and being able to leave training and all the way into the actual war itself and seeing them, you know, in action. It's cool. It, it gives like a humanity to the, the characters that otherwise weren't really meant to. Um, right. Have you seen the movie, the, the, the theatrically released Clone Wars kind of pilot no, thing? I have not. And it's, I was just reading about it because apparently it sucks. Yeah. It's a, it's a bummer. Um, <laughs> They're, they're but, like, it, first of all, you're introduced to Ahsoka in that, and already you're not necessarily predisposed to like her because she's like right. a bratty teenager um, and a hanger on to Anakin who you're like, oh, cool, he looks like a cool hero. Um, and then their mission is to like save the, the save Jabba the Hutt's baby, whose <laughs> 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 who's name is something like Stinky the Hutt. I can't remember if that's exactly <laughs> right or not, but... Um, and and she's kind of annoying, and he's kind of annoying, and the little little hutling is kind of annoying. And then she, Ahsoka Tano, is now one of my like favorite Star Wars characters across like the entire franchise. Yeah, I, she's so certainly higher up than most of the sequel trilogy characters. <laughs> yeah, it's interesting that that movie bombs so badly, and then Clone Wars the series went on to become sort of like a not really cult classic, just sort of like underrated yeah like uh, darling yeah favorite like everybody who has watched it is like yeah there's some really good stuff in there yeah uh yeah it's interesting that the movie did so poorly the worst even even more poorly reviewed than all the other star wars movies uh including the really bad ones yeah um but no it this I, so I just watched the last four episodes um I it kind of made me want to go back and like binge maybe the whole dang thing since it's all on Disney Plus. Yeah. Because I had a similar feeling even just f w like watching the culmination of Ahsoka's arc. I was like, this is an interesting character. Yeah. And wow, would would it have been cool to have the focus of some movies that be on a character like this as opposed to, uh, you know, some of the stuff we ended up getting in the prequels and like sequel trilogy and stuff. It feels like they did a lot with her that movies maybe wish they could have done with her sort of like, you know, being sort of in between not knowing if the Jedi were in the right and sort of existing in that middle space. Yeah, the sort of commentary on the Jedi as an organization, you know, that Lucas, I think, was sort of trying to make, uh, but he was too busy answering questions we weren't asking, like, did yeah. they ever replace the glass in that window? <laughs> um <laughs> And But, like, you know, his sort of point with the prequels was uh, the Jedi got all intertwined with politics and then later with being warriors and generals that they sort of lost the way of the Jedi. Yeah. And, but, but yet no one from within the Jedi was ever really able to comment on that. I guess Qui-Gon kind of does in episode one, just a, a wee bit. Um, yeah. And obviously Anakin, but Anakin is in the wrong for a different reason. <laughs> Um, yes you know he that's becomes what, darth vader <laughs> well that's that's what's interesting so i kind of i think i remember reading about this but then i forgot about it so uh, in the middle of these episodes i was like realizing oh this is like the last four episodes of season seven i believe yeah the most recent one and possibly the last one like who knows uh but i was like oh this is during episode three that's insane yeah that like, that was that's these this arc is my favorite of the series because of that like it uh the the series succeeds because it kind of is able to divorce itself from the movies because Anakin's not a whiny boy and 
you know, like you can kind of really get to the personalities of people who you otherwise wouldn't have in the movies. Yes. Um, but then once they laid that groundwork, this four episode arc where you do kind of see the progression of episode three, um, just sort of on the sidelines, I thought was so cool. It was very interesting. And I think that's why this show does succeed and also has like the critical, uh, like, you know, is sort of a darling of the fans is because in general, uh, you know, people are like, oh, you can skip the Jar Jar episodes or skip right. the filler <laughs> episodes or whatever. But it's because you do, it's like you said about the clones, you get to learn about people you wouldn't normally and you get to see the relationship between Obi-Wan and uh, uh, Anakin that mm-hmm. you don't get to see enough of in the prequels. Right. And you get to, and you get more information about their relationship because of, you know, characters like Ahsoka who uh, is seeing, you know, Anakin as a mentor. And, uh, you know, so yeah, it's, it's cool to see it from the side uh, as opposed to like the main action. The thing that I couldn't get over is like, damn, this is bleak. Like <laughs> th- this four episodes that I watched were fucking bleak. Yeah. dude. Like not, not necessarily in tone or in execution and like, but the last episode specifically, I was like, fuck dude, that's brutal. Yeah. Like, there is no there there's no like oh don't worry everything's gonna be okay because obviously it's not because we know what's happening because it's you know star wars and we know where we are in the like story right so there's no way like they could all just go off happily into the sunset but it was just like brutally like like dim it like like, hits a little harder than the movie actually does because the movie's tone shift like snaps your neck so quick into absolute despair that you almost sort of numb out to all the death that's going on right you're almost order 66 and this one is a small enough scale that you just kind of see ahsoka trying to survive and uh the repercussions of you know the brain chips and everything that um, yeah that it hits a little harder because it's a little more personal it, well, it reminds me, in fact, because I just played this too, so like I also maybe had it coming, or, or like had had it in my head as to familiarity with the topic. I just finished that uh, Jedi Fallen Order game, and they have an yeah. Order sixty six flashback, and you see how your character escapes and survives, and uh, those little personal stories that we didn't see in the movie are awesome. Like I want to yeah. see that told. I, I've now seen it told other than in episode three, three different times because I like this that we're talking about right now and that video game and then Kanan from Rebels. Did you ever watch Rebels? No. See, that's the thing is I need to watch all these damn animated Star yeah. Wars shows. So th- they had a comic about him that I bought and read for the time that it ran and they show his sort of Order 66 escape as well. But um, Rebels is fun too and it's similar. You know, it's got clunkers in it and it's it's maybe... Um, I I think I like Clone Wars better, but Rebels is also very good, and um, there's like little glimpses of where Ahsoka is now, and where Maul sure. is now, and where Captain Rex is now. Well, um, that's what's okay. Which so are that's cool. that, to bring. To, so this is another point I wanted to bring up because I think that like the jigsaw puzzle of doing these. Oh my god! In, in between. <laughs> Yeah. stories for star wars well wait, before i get into that yes you're right the the intimate stories are fantastic uh and like watching um you know uh rex 
be sort of forced to turn on his friend and commander yeah uh is so much more effective than just seeing like nameless stormtroopers right or like you know clones being like we're doing a thing now who were all digital anyway like in the movie they never even like bothered showing their faces all that much yeah so obviously we don't care about them because we're like we don't even know who these people are so that's like super obviously way more effective um the okay and so to go back to what i was just about to say the yeah the jigsaw puzzle of of these between stories like clone wars and rebels and Mm -hmm. everything especially with new movies coming out (laughs) while you're uh uh writing these tv shows and and like it's obviously jj abrams didn't even know what he was gonna do so there's no way like people were telling the people writing these shows hey you gotta make sure you do xyz because uh, that's what's going to happen in the movies. It's just wild because I was thinking that at the end and 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 partly it's what makes these stories less uh, effective in a way because we know what's going to happen. Sure. Um, so like the conclusion of this like season finale, it was bleak and it was intense. But in my mind, I was like, OK, well, we know Darth Maul is alive. Right. In part because so even if you just watched the movies, you know Darth Maul is alive because he showed up randomly in Solo. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, which is still strange. And it's like, are they ever going to use him in a live action movie again? It yeah. seems like they want to. So, you know, he's alive. You And I knew from just sort of like the background, like, you know, sort of being a fan that Ahsoka Tano still alive. Uh, also, you, but you also do hear her voice in rise of skywalker during right the so she is ghost dead thing. then at that point <laughs> right so she's either dead then or she's just chiming in somehow like who yeah. knows um and then like and that and you would but but you would only know that if you read an article that told you that or right. you recognized her voice um and then the random thing that like oh that one bearded person in return of the jedi is 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 rex from <laughs> yeah like, and once that, again. that one in particular is goofy because i think some eagle-eyed fan was like wait is this rex and then dave filoni was like yeah (laughs) yeah and that one's one thing too that you'd only know if you read about it online like yeah (laughs) but so like you know these characters all survive uh so it's but yeah like i just can't imagine being these writers like i can't imagine being dave filoni where i'm sure he had so many damn drafts of different clone war stuff and then like progressively start more star wars kind of would come out and he'd be like all right well Got to go back and change that. I yeah. guess Darth Maul has to live or whatever. Well, like so it's so he so he brought Darth Maul back to life. Right, right. He brought him back in the first place. Um, and already that made me kind of go. Uh. Yeah. And then just like they did with Ahsoka, they completely endeared me to to Darth Maul, and I was like, okay, cool. I want to see what this character does, and. You know, like seeing the different seats of power he holds throughout the series, like going from like he's the ruler of Mandalore at one point, and he, um, you know, now obviously in, in Solo and and later he's like a crime syndicate head. Like he's he's got a yeah. kind of a cool arc now too. If you can sort of get past the, well, you got chopped in half. But mm-hmm. if you can't get past that, but you can get past somehow Palpatine returned, yeah. <laughs> uh, then something's wrong with you. Because Clone Wars kind of bent over backwards to bring him back from the dead. Like, they they had entire episodes where he was essentially, like, kooky and crazy and insane because he was, you know, he held on to life just by his hatred for Obi-Wan Kenobi for, like, sure. a generation. <laughs> insane. 
insane. And he's the, of a race of uh, people whose home planet is like magical. So amazing. Um, and again, they that sort of groundwork too to sort of make him at least a little plausible. Um, I I think they do just such a good job on this show. Dave Filoni, um, as far as I know, the sort of story I've heard is he's he's George Lucas's like handpicked you know successor essentially because Lucas created this show, but then it was like here you go, Dave, like this is your show. Like you know, like they created it together. Like Filoni, yeah. Filoni developed it, but um. I, I, I don't know the, the backstory there, but I think he was sort of like, you're my next guy. Like, you get Star Wars the way I get Star Wars, which is to say, not fully. Like, I don't have a full grasp on what people <laughs> like about this. <laughs> right. I think what's cool about... One more thing about, like, the characters real quick is, like, Darth Maul is a, like, former Sith, now just sort of, like, doing his own thing, bad guy. Yeah, bad guy for hire. <laughs> yeah, and... uh. Uh, similarly how ah- Ahsoka becomes not a Jedi, but also mm. still a good guy. Yeah, right. Um, and so I, I think that's like makes them an interesting sort of like counter, like they, they counter each other interestingly in this last couple episodes because they are both not part of the power structures that created them. That's very interesting. So, okay, to bring it back to the point of our show, this is... Obviously, Star Wars because it's a cartoon. Yes, about Star Wars, and it's and also I just want to say like the animation in these shows is very cool. I like it this. is cool. It's, it's it's like very uh, well done and interestingly done because they almost look like they are painted three D right. models. If that yeah, makes sense, yeah, they're like texture maps. Aren't yeah, aren't like just a, a solid color shirt and a solid color pants. The 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 grit and the texture that's, you know, mapped onto the model has like a painterly quality to it. Yeah. It's really, really cool. It's and it pretty. looks really, really great. Yeah. Um, the, uh, so just, just to say that the artistry in this show is like top notch. Yeah. How Star Wars is it? I think it's, I think it's pretty, I think it's up there. Cause I you've think got, it is too. You've got really good, uh, uh, like, dr- like the drama of it is really good. With the, I think what Clone Wars does better than the prequels, and uh, similarly to like Empire Strikes Back, maybe is like the sort of scale of a war and mm. the breadth of that. Um, yeah. there's cool, f- there's cool fight scenes. There's great lightsaber fights. There's, uh, the music is good. Mm-hmm. Um, the character models are really cool. The designs are cool. It's sort of grappling with also also it is sort of answering questions that we kind of didn't really need to know the answer to. Sure. But it's cool that we got it now. Yeah. Like, that's and that's, fun. that's funny. That's maybe a way that it is similar, but yet ever so slightly different from Star Wars. The questions that they're answering that we didn't necessarily need to know the answer to are actually kind of cool, satisfying answers. <laughs> well, and, and, and a lot of time it's because they're almost whole cloth creations. Like, yes. It's not we weren't asking what happened to Darth Maul because he died because he was dead, but yeah, then they like right. bring him back. And so then they're like, well, aren't you curious about this? And it's like, well, yeah, now I, I guess. am. <laughs> and then like the same, you like, brought it up of, though. <laughs> yeah. It's like you, you made this up. You can't just like pretend like, but then like same with like Ahsoka as an apprentice and like uh, Anakin as like a master, like that's an, in- we weren't necessarily asking like, well, what if Anakin had a Padawan? Because we never see that in the movies. Right. And then, but they were like, hey, he has a Padawan. Aren't you curious? And we're like, oh, yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, I am. Yeah. Thank you. 
I didn't know I needed this, but I do. It's clever what they did at the end of season five when they thought it was going to be the end of the show forever is have Ahsoka leave the Jedi Order. Um, it's it, There's a whole storyline there, but ultimately it ends with her leaving the Jedi Order um, because, of course, we know that in episode three, Anakin does not indeed have a Padawan. Right, <laughs> so which like, that So when they did sense. sort of tie them back together in that last arc of the, the show and you see them sort of reuniting, it, it is kind of cool because you're like, oh, right, you guys aren't like, you know, pals anymore <laughs> right unfortunately so um, in uh in season six there is the, the lost missions the netflix season there's an entire arc where yoda through the help of qui-gon's disembodied voice as voiced by um liam neeson is sort of taught how to do force ghost <laughs> uh, which of course is the little like line he gives Obi-Wan at the end of episode three of, you know, like training for you. I have. <laughs> yes. Uh, yes. And, and that's, that's even kind of cool too, because that's a line in the movie. That's like, what man? <laughs> uh, yeah. And then the, the arc is neat. Like there's just like to the point of answering questions that we didn't really care so much about. They, the exploration that they're afforded because it's a serialized show is just awesome. Speaking of serial, um, another how Star Wars Adnan. is a point. Sorry. Um, it, uh, it, all of the episodes aside from those last four start with that like hyper, you know, old school Hollywood serials voiceover, like the clothes yeah. are right up, up in arms, <laughs> <laughs> which is like very fun and weird. And I love it. Yeah, it's the clones. Cool. Yeah, so like, so I think in general it is definitely very Star Wars for the reasons we've listed. Yeah, um, it's definitely and, got and, and the a lot fun of... of Star Wars, and it definitely also has the like silliness and some of the darkness. You know, like it's definitely intended yeah. for kids. It was a Cartoon Network show, but um, there's there's elements of it that are very obviously for kids, and then. Here we are, two adults talking about it for a half hour already. It's it's clearly got more to it than just a kids movie, which is what you know Lucas would say about all mm-hmm. of the original movies. You know, these yeah. are for kids, and whether or the, not that's wholly true, um, kind of is is itself quite Star Wars. Yes, that's very true. Uh, let me just go over some notes I took real quick because there are some things I haven't touched yet. Um, I thought the the uh, troopers, like, you know, sort of doing uh, Ahsoka battle paint on their <laughs> helmets was an interesting, nice touch. Uh, it's cool that she comes back and they're like, we're still, like, we still think you're our commander. You're the best. Um, we were the, talking about that. We were talking about that yeah, with uh, about Michael the Delaney. Delaney, how, like, if you paint someone's like facial markings onto your helmet is that like cool and and honorific or is that kind of like fucked up it's it's kind of strange like you know it seems like it's definitely sweet in the show but then like you think about it for a second you're like is is that her just her face yeah or is she doing is that paint on her face very Uh, confusing yeah (laughs) um i i love the fact that there's just three astromech droids and they all have individual names and and like personalities that was neat oh in the Um, yeah in those last couple episodes which like once again I don't have context for this because I haven't watched all the show but that was cute also uh wow really bleak because all those droids also uh, die and I wrote that killing a droid in stars is like killing a dog which yeah. is like <laughs> if you're 
like you only do that in a movie if you want the audience to realize that like things are serious. Yeah, like we're not fucking like, around. If if a person kills a dog or a droid, you know that that's a bad person. A and bad if a person. dog or a droid dies just because of the circumstances, you know that like this is a bad time. <laughs> <laughs> yes, exactly. Like there's the screenwriting book like Save the Cat, right. and then there should be another one named Kill the Dog, and it's like that's how you know shit's <laughs> yeah, bad. Right. Um. The oh so something I thought was kind of interesting in this last little arc, and I don't know if if it's explored at all in the rest of the show. Maybe you can speak to that. But like, Darth Maul's kind of a sympathetic villain in a way. Yeah, he's cool because he's like, I know that Skywalker is going to become the next big thing. I want to stop Darth Sidious because he's going to you know mess up what's going on. And, and, like, you know, from a point of, like, well, maybe he wants to be in power. Right. But, arguably, he'd probably be less destructive than, uh, than you know, like, I'm going to control the entire galaxy or whatever. But, like, when he was talking to Ahsoka Tano and being, and you know, and saying that they together could stop Darth Sidious, I was like, this is a compelling argument. Like, yeah. I, this, this guy is definitely a bad guy, but I understand his motivation and I am sympathizing with him. Like, I also would have a hard time deciding what to do in that situation. Which maybe isn't very Star Wars. That the bad guy has, like, sympathetic, (laughs) like, motivations. I was thinking about that when, like, Darth Maul holds his hand out to Ahsoka, and it's very reminiscent of, like, all the reach out your hand and join me moments in Star Wars. But it brought to mind, like, the the I don't know seventy five times that Kylo Ren reaches his hand out to Ray and is like join me, and it's interesting because I feel like in the sequel trilogy you're not given a lot of uh I don't know motivation for Kylo and Ray to be like for Ray to be like oh yeah maybe I will like he's just kind of like we can take down Snoke we can control every, you know yeah we can do it instead but there's not anything else really beside that and so it doesn't like you're never like Aside from the fact that Ray, you know, believes there's still good in him, you're never like, oh, maybe they'll do it. In this situation with Maul and Ahsoka, it was like, well, he did just tell her, like, about his visions of Anakin and, like, that the Force lies in the balance, like, he's going to destroy everything, and that they can take down Darth Sidious, who is also, you know, the big bad. That's honestly more compelling of a reason than just, like, don't you want to help me? Yeah. You're friends with my dad. Like, I don't know. It was a little more compelling to me than yeah, right. some of the other like reach out your hand join me moments that we've had in Star Wars. Yeah. Um here's here's a uh points for it being Star Wars perhaps. Um in this final arc with Darth Maul, he uh they did motion capture performance with Ooh. Ray Park. Hell yeah. Was the, you know, the the physical performer of it back in 1999. Yeah. <laughs> I thought that was kind of cool. I'm actually I'm also on this this isn't our game, but it would be a fun game to have done. Uh on the the Wikipedia of voice cast, there's a lot of the sort of voiceover names you see over and over again. Uh Phil Lamar, Tom Kenny, those guys. Uh-huh. Uh Clancy Brown as as the sort of recurring characters. Um but uh there's a there's a section called notable guests. Pernilla August mm-hmm. as Shmi Skywalker. She's the Shmi Skywalker Amazing. from the movies. Uh, Seth Green is a is a it looks like a droid. Toto three sixty. I'm sure. Yeah. I I don't remember who that is, but that's funny. Um, Mark Hamill as Darth Bane. 
um, who I guess appears in an episode. I don't remember the show completely well because whenever I rewatch it, I just sort of pick and choose episodes. But um, there's a few more in here that are funny. Um, uh, Simon Pegg as Dengar. <laughs> <laughs> um, and George Takei plays a voice and David Tennant plays a voice. Oh my God. They really just went all, they were like, hey, Star Trek, Doctor Who, let's get all the sci-fi people up in here. Let's go. Yeah. That's really fun. Man, to be at a point in your career where you just get to go be a voice on a random cartoon. Totally, man. Just for fun. Not like that. That's not going to be a big payday, but someone yeah. calls you and they're like, hey, do you want to be in the Star Wars cartoon for a second? You're like, yes. Right. I'll go to the studio for what? An hour and a half? Sure. That yeah. sounds amazing. Like, oh, wait, what is it? It's Star Wars? Oh, of course. Yeah. Yeah. Of co- yes, I'll do it. John Why Favreau not? played a voice at one point. Pre Vizsla, who's a, a Mandalorian. The name of that is based on the film industry term previs, <laughs> like when you <laughs> pre-plan a you know an effect shot or whatever. Um, Love that. Yeah, great, fun, fun cast stuff. Which you know, great Mark fun. Hamill being in something is pretty Star it's Wars. Pretty Star Wars, <laughs> it's true. Yeah, I think like definitely this has a lot of points so far. Like there's a lot of uh, fours, and there's not as many uh, against. Uh, that's hard yeah, to say. maybe we can kind of do what we used to do long ago, where we would do fours before the break and againsts after the break. <laughs> <laughs> we can definitely try. Yeah. Uh, should we go to the break then, real quick? Yeah, I think so. Let's go to the Sarlacc pit, baby. Yeah. Let's jump. We. We. And, and we're back. back. And we're back. Um. So so we, Josiah and I have actually already talked about what our game this week is going to be. It's not going to be a um, surprise as it sometimes is. Uh, it is, no. um, we, I think as recently as last week. Maybe? Yeah, I think it yeah. was the May the 4th episode. So presuming that we yes. are good and remember that we need to release this episode right away. <laughs> um, <laughs> uh, we looked at all of the 11 movies other than of course the clone wars movie and any of the tv movies and all that stuff but the live action main movies uh and we they're ranked uh 1 to 11 uh based on our hasui ratings which of course is not our actual right. star wars ranking but um no and we discovered in that uh there's a few with uh that have the same scores as one another and and so our game today is going to be breaking those ties um they'll probably for the time being maintain their scores as we originally gave them but instead of saying 11th place is this one and then we jump up to ninth place because it's a two-way tie we want every uh movie to have its own unique ranking in our hasui list yes and then you know at some point down the road we might take a look at the list and say why is that one lower than that one and we can maybe revisit (laughs) movies and and see if we may be fucked up. <laughs> I'm excited for this because I think that I honestly don't have a good idea of what some of these t- tiebreakers are, and I'm excited to talk it out. Yeah. Um, okay, um, so uh, we'll do reverse order just like we did last week. We, uh, number 11, we said, was Rogue One, which out mm-hmm. of a possible 20 points got 11. Um you know, mm-hmm. six and a five. And uh, I don't know if I still agree with that, but that one was not contested. So we will now jump no. up to uh, slot number nine that is occupied by two movies. Those two movies are Solo, A Star Wars Story, and The Rise of Skywalker. Okay. They both received uh, a six from both of us. 
Yes. So here, here's, here's, I think what we should do. Um, should we should now erase the idea of the one to ten scale, mm. and we should just do greater than, lesser than for these two movies? Yes. I think because I yeah. think I think if we tried to do a a ten point scale again, it's just gonna get really in the weeds of like right. decimal points. So let's oh, just totally yeah. I think we just say which of these two wins. Yeah. So I think for these we just have to go yeah greater than, lesser than, and and just decide. Um, okay. So you, which one feels, maybe, maybe the way of attacking it is which one feels less Star Wars? So this is the question. This is, so I, I've said this before, uh, about, we, we've said this before about these, about these, these two movies specifically is Solo and Rise of Skywalker are movies about Star Wars, mm-hmm. uh, in which the characters have seen all the Star Wars movies, um, right. which is tricky. I honestly, gosh, I think that Solo, my gut reaction is Solo is less Star Wars just because it contains fewer of the iconic <laughs> the Star movies. Wars characters. And if you're the oh, movies, that, exactly. that too, I guess. But yeah, your point of um, they're both about Star Wars. Are we saying something being about Star Wars is Star Wars or is not Star Wars? Well, so <laughs> Because if it's about, you know, like, like Abrams' goal with Rise of Skywalker was, I have to wrap up a nine-movie saga, which he didn't have to do that. But, no. So, so he was including little bits and pieces from eight other movies. To some degree. Which is strange that he thought he had to do that because they kind of already ended, like one, two, and three were kind of a thing, and then four, five, and six already had a pretty good ending. So it was really like he could have just ended his own movie that he made, but then he forgot about. But anyway. But I think your gut is right there that Solo is about fewer Star Wars movies. (laughs) Yeah. Yes, because I think that what we discovered through doing this show is that like, Star Wars movies being about Star Wars is Star Wars. God, what a stupid sentence. But <laughs> but also sometimes it's not. Like it's not it doesn't give it a hundred percent. But because Rise of Skywalker is like, let's cram everything we can, I think it is more Star Wars than solo, which is uh at its best trying to tell a smaller story. Well, I say smaller story. At its best, it's trying to condense one character into a movie as opposed to condense, condensing, like, you know, all of the trilogies into one movie. Right. Yeah, no, I agree. I think all right. it I goes think Solo's uh, Rogue less... One, then Solo, then Rise of Skywalker. Yeah, I think that's good. Uh, uh, we have two more slots here that are uncontested with uh, number eight, eighth place on our list is Force Awakens and seventh place is Revenge of the Sith. Um, now, here's going to be our trickiest one. Uh, crammed into the fourth place slot there's three movies there is star wars a new hope there is episode two attack of the clones and there is the last jedi yes Um, this is gonna be tricky this is gonna be tricky because it's not even a like a pass fail which one's higher than the other because there's a third one in there um so does one of these three feel the yes. least. Yes. Does that help? Attack of the Clones feels the least to me, mostly because I, I was thinking that too. Yeah, mostly I think because it is I think the reason it scored high when we did it was because it sort of is the culmination of most of the Okay, this is why this is an interesting category or an interesting tie. Because a new hope is sort of like it's just it's distilled Star Wars in its purest form before anything else was added. Yeah. Attack of the Clones is Star Wars when when the bad stuff and the weird goofy stuff kind of gets in the way. 
And then Last Jedi right. is Star Wars whenever like it sort of transcends the medium of or the 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 subject of Star Wars and becomes like a good movie. And so right. like Attack of the Clones was an eight because it does all that bad stuff that the rest of the movies do in a concentrated way. Last Jedi was an eight because it does all the good stuff that the other movies do in a concentrated way. Right. And A New Hope was an eight was an eight because it's concentrated in the first place. So yeah. that's why it's Last tricky. Jedi being an eight while Force Awakens is a seven is kind of odd to me because Force Awakens was like so panned as having, not panned, but it was so like shit on that it was essentially just A New Hope. <laughs> Well, I think that's what's interesting. I, you know, I think maybe uh, we can definitely come back when we when we. Read yeah, this. it wasn't up for contest no. anyway. So yeah, no, I think you're right. I think the order here, the reverse order, is Attack of the Clones because there is a '50s diner and a video game scene <laughs> in a droid foundry, um, and then Last Jedi, and yeah. then A New Hope. I th- I was just gonna say that exact thing because uh, A New Hope is once again sort of the standard uh, of which. Every movie had to go back and try to <laughs> right. to match a little bit. Um, right. So I think it makes sense that like the other two are before. And I think I like that order. I think Attack of the Clones is, I think it's slightly less. Also, the the movies that like the prequels kind of are at a disadvantage sometimes because they have less of the, you know, garbage in them that we know as being Star Wars, like Death Stars and the Emperor and stuff like that. Um, yeah, I guess that's true. But then because, you know, for a while, they the prequels were half of what is Star Wars. It's true. You know? It's true. Uh, but, yeah, no, I, I agree. Uh, so Attack of the Clones, Last Jedi, and New Hope. Yep. All right. I, so I can, I can we dig that. Have, uh, we have three left, and, of course, we know the number one is Return of the Jedi. Right. <laughs> number one with a bullet. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, so it's now down between Phantom Menace and Empire Strikes Back. Now this is interesting. Uh, because it's not about quality. No, it's about quantity. (laughs) (laughs) How much Star Wars? (laughs) That should be a tagline of our show. It's not about quality. It's about quantity of, it's about the quantity of Of Star Wars. (laughs) Star Wars. Yeah. I, I, so I'm going to just say a gut reaction and without any explanation and then maybe I can back into it. But my gut is saying Phantom Menace is higher than Empire. I can kind of, yeah, I think I feel that. Um, because, and, and and here's my justification for it. I feel like, I feel like Phantom Menace has that George Lucas stamp all over it. <laughs> yeah. And Empire has that, this is what happens when like collaborators. You let some other people. Yeah. yeah <laughs> when you let some other people have the ball for a little bit and like. Right. Which is part of Star Wars, but is also not as much of it as like well this is just george going nuts right like i i feel like yeah i feel like phantom menace has that and also it was sort of supposed it sort of set the tone for the prequels in a way of, of being mm-hmm. like oh these are gonna be bad <laughs> like, yeah right uh yeah I, I mean that gut reaction makes sense to me i think yeah i don't know i don't know why you know, I think one of the reasons it was so high when we first ranked it was amount of toys they pushed. You know, there was a toy yeah. for every goddamn character in that movie. Yeah, and there's something about the prestige and sort of gravitas that, like, Empire carries with it, whether or not, you know, it's... And, like, it's a great movie. Whether or not it deserves to be so lauded is, like, another, uh, like, conversation um, that some people like to have. Not me, because I think it's good. But... Right. Um, <laughs> But 
that is also an outlier when it comes to Star Wars movies. Like there's, you yeah. know, it's like the only, it's it's the only one that everybody agrees is good. Um, right. Which is an outlier as opposed to Phantom Menace, which is like, everyone is like, yeah, it's kind of sucks. And which is a lot more typical of the Star Wars experience. Yeah. You know, what's funny too. Some of you said it's the only one that everyone agrees is good. That makes me feel weird that it is higher yet still than a Star Wars, a new hope. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah. obviously people say that is good too, but they don't say it's like, you know, the sort of, wow, the sequel was actually even better than the original. Mm-hmm. But okay, so I think for now we say Empire 3, Phantom Menace 2, Return of the Jedi 1, and then we can maybe uh, ponder this for, you know, the next little while. And then if we want, we can maybe watch some of these movies that we think this doesn't feel right being in this position and, and address if we think it needs to slot down a little bit. Yeah, I think what's what's interesting is that we did all of these movies in a vacuum, like not compared <laughs> mm-hmm. to each other. And That's so, true. So, like, when we, we did each one of these episodes about these m- different movies just by itself. And so I think now that we're looking at them comparatively, it is sort of weird to, like, talk about some of our metrics. And they're like, wait, well, if that makes sense for this, then why is this in the – yeah. So it's kind <laughs> of – the cracks are beginning to show in the Swiss scale. <laughs> sure. But that's why, uh, you know, in, in science, you have to not only make an observation, but test it. <laughs> yeah, that's true. I, I, uh, I'm I happy with this. And I, I do – I almost now want to just change what our podcast is and then just start looking at only these 11 <laughs> Over. <laughs> Okay, what if what if for the rest of the podcast it's just every 11 episodes we cycle it and we we keep doing this until we have the same response every time and then we know we have the perfect uh, oh, I see. So, so you said you're saying every episode would be covering one of these movies. Yes. And after we do all 11, we like take a look and we see if it worked. And then we have to do the whole thing again until it's like completely yes. stone until, rock solid. Until we, until we do the whole cycle twice in a row with the exact same answer, we right. cannot stop. Right. Interesting. Yeah, that's the I new think podcast. people would definitely stop listening, but um, <laughs> it is like science I wouldn't mind doing. Yeah, I know. It's kind of an interesting like thought experiment for, yeah. for sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, I'm into this. I, I think we may. Uh, I'll, I'll try to post this on. Uh, I'll try to. I will post this on Twitter uh, the day that we drop this episode, or maybe a day or two later, so it doesn't get spoil anybody's listening experience because this is valuable content. Exactly. <laughs> um, and and then uh, you know maybe see what people think because I I'm. I'm not completely content with this, but this is sort of the way our our first year of podcasting shook out, and I'd be interested to see what people think. Yeah, me too. I think this is good for now, uh, and we'll have to. I mean, we've got the the Hisui Lab is always open, and we're always going oh, back yeah, in there maybe. and tinkering. Yeah, cool. Well, I'll. You want me to run through those one more time? Yeah, hit it. Yeah, give us that final. That final Coming list. in at number 11 is Rogue One, a Star Wars story, followed Ooh. thereafter by the other Star Wars story, Solo. <laughs> at number 9, it's Episode 9, The Rise of Skywalker. At number 8, The Force Awakens. At number 7, Revenge of the Sith. Followed by its predecessor, number 6, Attack of the Clones. We jump up to number 5, and that's going to be Episode 8, The Last Jedi. And then number four is episode four, Star Wars, Whoa, A New four Hope. And four. 
And then uh, our final three, our top three, Empire Strikes Back. Number two, The Phantom Menace. And number one, Return of the Jedi. That is not uh, an order of quality, but but an order of quantity. quantity. (laughs) (laughs) I'm so happy we've stumbled across that. (laughs) Yeah. One year into recording. Yeah, we should change our our podcast name to How Much Star Wars Is It? <laughs> Honestly, I might change the description of our podcast to like not of how not of the quantity. It's I'll have to figure out a way to type that out and him that yeah, it makes right. sense. But uh, you know, I think there's something there. Yeah, we rate and review things, but not of their quality, but of their quantity of, of Star Wars things that make you think about Star Wars. <laughs> maybe yeah, no, leave the description as is. Okay, maybe. yeah, yeah. I'm gonna leave the description because uh, that's a little clunky. Hey, uh, we were talking about the Clone Wars, the 2008 3D computer animated series that just came to a close this past week. Yeah, they used computers on that on that bad boy. Oh yeah, <laughs> nice. Um, so we were talking about how it is definitely high on the amount of pros of what makes it Star Wars. What are some cons? Right away, I have one, which is. Despite it being a, a kids' show and being, you know, fairly easy to follow, there is far more nuance to the show because they're able to explore a lot of different like nooks and crannies yeah. than say any other Star Wars movie. You know, like just case in point, we came to know and love both Ahsoka Tano, a completely new character, and Darth Maul, a character who was dead. <laughs> yes, and not to mention any of the other characters that were sort of either original to Clone Wars or not really explored in the movies and we got more story in Clone Wars like um, Asajj Ventress or the other, yeah, Jar Jar, the other Jedi Masters, you know, like Kit Fisto has a couple episodes. (laughs) Yeah, there's some some fun stuff. There's some fun exploration. So I think like um, depth of of character is not very Star Wars. (laughs) Yeah, unfortunately, yes. Um... I think that, uh, yes, that and the fact that it is serialized and episodic is like, uh, you know, different than your typical Star Wars movies. But that but to go against what I just said, a lot of other media and Star Wars is that same way, like the comics and the books and everything like that. So but the movies kind of hold the most weight. The other thing I will say is it is animated and we've given other movies Mm. and stuff that are animated like. Uh, that's been docked because most Star Wars things aren't animated. This is tough because if you were, and and this is not how we calibrate our Hasui scale, but if you were to hear of a show called How Star Wars Isn't and they take all of Star Wars and boil it down into a chili, one metric you might think is uh, how similar is it to Star Wars in amount of like minutes? And I would say of all the Star Wars stuff out there, a fair amount of it is as far as its time, its duration is animated because yeah. this animated show. That's true. <laughs> and, there, there you know, is, video games and other animated shows. If we're just talking about like pure runtime, there is absolutely right. but that's more. not how we work here. <laughs> no, it's not. But but yeah, like absolutely, there is more uh, animated series. There's more minutes of animation of Star Wars than there mm-hmm. is uh, 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 you know minutes of live action. And to to continue that thought, there's more. There's probably more minutes of how long it would take to read the uh, the print than there is of animation and of visual of uh, live action. <laughs> I would hazard right. a guess. Um, but yeah, so yeah, that would definitely weigh our scale quite differently. Yeah. 
for better or worse. Who's to say? We that's not well, how we do things cow. here. I am just like now sort of idly scrolling through this Wikipedia article and I'm on the awards section and the 40th annual Daytime Emmy Awards has a category for outstanding performer in an animated program. Mm -hmm. Um, And David Tennant as Hu Yang won the Emmy for that. (laughs) Wow. I don't even remember who Hu Yang is. I should look that up, but... That was just very funny to me. <laughs> good, good. I mean, good going, David Tennant, I guess. Oh, come in like with droid. that. Yeah, come in with that freaking like guest spot and win an Emmy for it. No big deal. <laughs> uh, anyway, um, yeah, I, uh, I think the sort of nuance and the animated are both good, like a uh, like con points. Yeah. Because otherwise, uh, I think yeah. this thing was a runaway. Yeah, otherwise, I mean, everything else about it is, like, very much high, you know, uh, maybe not a 10 out of 10, but very much, like, up there right. in those upper numbers for sure. Mm-hmm. I think, I don't know, like, I'm not exactly sure, oh, man. So, like, sometimes we, like, especially when it's movies or TV shows and stuff, like, I like to start at a 5 and go up or down. Obviously, this is above 5 for sure. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm trying to figure out where, it re- like, I think it feels a little bit, because we, we end up in that seven mark a lot. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to figure out if this exists in that seven mark or if it's something more. I don't I, know. Are you, I don't, should we keep going or are you ready to rate yet? Um, I could probably I, puzzle it out a little more. I think I, I could too um, if, if we're sort of at that point. Yeah, I think, and I think we, we are. We're close to it. Um, yeah. So, let me, any any final cons you can think of before before we rate? You know, here's here's one which is maybe not. It's it's maybe um, a little too subjective of a point of view to take. But I mean, this show is stupid. <laughs> 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 um, if if I am in the mood to rewatch a Star Wars thing, I almost gravitate to this show more than the movies because I know I can watch maybe one or two, and I've like only spent you know a half hour yeah, of 45 my life. minutes yeah tops um yeah it's very digestible in a way yeah, that most star super, wars media is not y- yeah and and that's that's less about like you know like i don't it's not that i think watching uh revenge of the sith would m- be like oh wow i missed up i missed on some of the sim- symbolism <laughs> yeah but more just like uh Oh yeah, I remember that episode where that one clone was like a reject, and he looks like an old man. I want to watch that one. <laughs> yeah, um, and is... and the sort of just like spur of the moment, I could watch one episode is, um, it, it may or may not be Star Wars, but it is very um me uh, approaching thirty, not really wanting to watch a TV show or a movie that takes too much of my night. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I, I think I think that is a good con because most Star Wars media is not digestible in like a bite-sized format. Right. Um, the, the, the only thing I can think of are the TV shows, specifically the animated ones. Yeah, um, well, and, and the, are... the Tartakovsky one is even more digestible. You can watch that whole thing over the course of like two hours. <laughs> yeah. Well, and like that's, I think that's a uh, uh, a really good point of uh, against, uh, and, and because yeah, most Star Wars stuff requires you to actually sit down and take a couple hours with it, whether that's a movie or a game or a book or yeah, right. you know, 
You know, um, here's another con that I I just sort of I, I we we've sort of been talking around this, I suppose, but well, let's just it, let's just talk about it. Yeah. It isn't one of the movies and therefore, like that's 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 sort of part one con, but it is not a movie and therefore um not just every Joe Schmo on the street knows all the lore. Sure. You know, like Hey, you know what we There were just... people who went and saw Solo who were shocked that Darth Maul was alive. Yeah, that's true. Because that's true. they're not watching the the television cartoon made for children. <laughs> they're uh-huh. they're somewhat aware of the movies and they're like, "Wait, wasn't that guy in one of the other movies?" Didn't he get <laughs> chopped in half? Yeah. Uh speaking of Phantom Menace or Darth Maul again real quick, my old roommate good friend just texted me the other day or on Star Wars Day and was like, "Man, Phantom Menace is lot not as not as good or fun as I remember it." He's like, the only thing I remember from it was the really cool pod race at the beginning. And I was like, oh, that'll be fun. And it takes like an hour to get to that point. Yeah, right. And I was That's like, funny yeah, that you say that because my sister and I just today were talking about Phantom Menace because she just watched uh, Empire and Return of the Jedi on May the 4th and then started watching Phantom Menace today and was saying that she was having a lot of fun watching it and likes it even more than Return of the Jedi. And to, to her point of like... Uh, Return of the Jedi like just starts with so much fun with the Jabba's stuff and then it's just not super fun after that and I like kind of agree and and I I had a blast when I rewatched Phantom Menace like a month ago so <laughs> that's, that's funny to hear you say that. Well listen, uh the gospels are insane and <laughs> have bad opinions. That's, Stop listening to that this podcast. That is true. Uh no, so they wait, think I, things like it would be a good idea to make a podcast where <laughs> you compare things to Star Wars. There was lit- what was the thing I was just gonna? Oh yes, we literally okay, Mike. This is the thing we literally just <laughs> made a list of one of like from from a rating of five and a half to ten <laughs> of true. Star Wars movies. So yeah. we could just pit this up against it. Like that's true. This could, could be our first ever like we have the scale like. You know, it might not be completely fine-tuned, but it's at least sort of zeroed out. <laughs> right. It's not foolproof. Yeah. But, um, and, and we might never do this again because it's almost not as much fun. But we could just real quick. Let's see. Okay. Give well, me yeah, a reaction, Well, yeah, we laid the groundwork in this episode for the... It's it's Chekhov's Hasui list. <laughs> <laughs> yes. If in uh, the game slot of your podcast you have a, a, a ranked list on your mantelpiece, mm-hmm. by the end of the podcast, that ranked list has to fire. <laughs> yes. Um, and the hosts have to be fired because they're stupid. Yes. And, uh, but here, gut reaction. Is Clone Wars the TV show more or less Star Wars than Attack of the Clones the movie? You know what? That's funny because I was hovering around that four, five, and six spot, Attack of the Clones being our number six. I, I think it is because, um, well, hmm. See, I, I was going to say Here's Here's thing. what I think when I read the title, episode two, Attack of the Clones. I think of Dex's Diner. That's the yeah. first fucking thing I think of because <laughs> it's so goofy. I think this has Dex's Diner stuff in it, but the kind of good parts of it are far better than the good parts of Attack of the Clones. Yeah, I think it's... So, so to put it sort of in context of that, uh, I think it is more... It feels more Star Wars than Revenge of the Sith. Maybe just because mm-hmm. of tone. It maybe doesn't feel... At, yeah, I think maybe it exists in that Attack of the Clones area. Maybe it's like in... It sort of feels like an 
uh, how, you know, in between that sort of seven and an eight, like maybe it's just yeah. Eight? So Attack of the Clones and Star Wars and Last Jedi, it feels like it's in that realm, and we gave all of those eights. <laughs> yeah, so maybe this is an eight. I I think it might be. Okay, well then hold on. Let's do what? What's your unit of measure? Oh, um, hmm. Gosh, there's so many like fun little like one-time characters in this show that would be fun to have like at the ready as a reference. And I just don't, <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to do, uh, hmm. I was going to say stinky the hut, but again, I'm not even certain that that's his name. And, um, it feels stinky. poetic to not do a funny one, but to do clone troopers. <laughs> yeah. And to be not poetic as well, uh, because I haven't watched the whole show. I'm just going to say, the dead clone troopers helmets at the end in mm. a, a very sobering reflection of the, you know, cost of war. Yeah. Right. They were created for that war and then the war is over and they are basically like lost to memory. <laughs> yep. So yeah, I think I'm going to give this an eight. I feel like it's eight <laughs> dead clone trooper helmets. Yeah. I think so too. Yeah. That feels right for some reason that it's the same as Attack of the Clones, but for a different reason. <laughs> it does. I, I don't remember what we've given other things. You know, like the Mandalorian comes to mind. Like, I don't yeah. remember what we gave that. But uh, I I almost, I, I looked forward to watching the Clone Wars episodes week after week when they aired on Disney Plus more than I did the Mandalorian by the time that that show ended. I'm yeah, not saying more... that I didn't like the Mandalorian, but like it took probably four or five episodes for me to finally be like, Oh my God, are they, is something going to happen? Yeah. Well, and, and these, and I think the Clone Wars is more fun in general and it's yeah. more digestible. It's 20 yeah, minutes. Right. I, when I watched these today, I had the same thought as when we watched Scooby-Doo on zombie Island where I was like, <laughs> cause I was like, every movie should be 70 minutes. And now I'm like, every TV show episode should only be 20 minutes long. They yes. should not allowed to be allowed to be longer. Totally. Cause I get, so bored and yeah. I don't have time for that. <laughs> Every show should be 22 minutes. Every movie should be 80 70, minutes or whatever. 70, 80 max. Yeah. 78 <laughs> or whatever it was. Uh, but yeah, I think this is an eight. Should we, <laughs> should we maybe wrap up so we yeah, can record another so. episode? <laughs> All right. Well, do you want us on the internet? Please, mommy. <laughs> Please want us. Mom, listen to the show. You used to. What happened? <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we are talking about Star Wars stuff. <laughs> Actually, my mom has been really uh, adorable in sending me like random Star Wars articles recently. <laughs> uh, just about just some fun, cute things, uh, including like she found some article about how much the Death Star would cost to operate per day. And like, oh, that's fun. It was fun. And like, I love that of, kind of thing. That's like a budget joke. Yeah. I'll send you that. It's pretty neat. And one that was like, how does the Star Wars music or like, what makes Star Wars music Star Wars? So like, she's been very into sending me Star Wars things, which is adorable. But anyway, if you want us on the internet, we are at how Star Wars is it on Twitter and Instagram. You can email us at a good podcast at gmail.com. <laughs> if you want, right? because that's what this any, is. That's what this is. If you have any, that, that uh, email comments. is not uh, because uh, Josiah and I decided to start a podcast over a year ago called A Good Podcast, where we tried to make a good podcast. Yeah, it's that's not, not because of that at all. <laughs> no, no, that would be that would be silly. Come on, no, that that Man, doesn't even sound like a real idea. I would love to listen to that. <laughs> oh, it's still on my computer somewhere. Yeah, we should release that as our first ever Patreon thing. I think our we've even made this joke before. We but. probably have. It could be our Patreon exclusive. Um, 
what else? There's nothing going on because we're in quarantine, so you can't see us perform anywhere. Right. Um, you can find us on Twitter. Which uh, is funny, I'm, though. I'm I'm in. A, well, it will have already happened at this point, but I have just done a a, a Zoom improv show. <laughs> dude, oh, loving those, loving those yeah. Zoom improv shows. It's a great feel. Okay, here's here's just a dark, sad tidbit about my about me <laughs> and my mental state. But those Zoom improv shows are really fun for me to see happen because it reminds me of back when I was doing a lot of improv in Chicago and when I wouldn't get invited by anyone to do any shows <laughs> or like be in duos or anything. Uh-huh. And then now I'm seeing them, like everybody posting them, and I'm like, ah, oh, just taking me back. It's really taking me back. <laughs> Man, I really miss not getting invited to do stuff back when people were doing stuff. But now that people aren't doing stuff, it is really nice to know that I'm still not being invited. (laughs) (laughs) Yup. Yeah. That's how I feel right now. Um, (laughs) But you can find us on Twitter. I'm at the Josiah Man on Twitter and Instagram. Mike is at uh, Word Gospel. I'm at, yeah, Word Gospel 09 on Instagram and YouTube and at Mike Gospel on Twitter. And uh, I think it's about time for Tubby Bye Bye. I can't God, I hope else. so. Yeah. So, like we always say, we, we love, love you. you. And, and may, may the, the fourth, fourth be with you. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.